0: What is up, good people? My name is Jordan Malone, your host for TMI, the podcast that's all about teaching, motivating, and igniting. And on this lovely midnight evening, which is currently right now, 12 a.m., I thought I'd go ahead and i bust out the computer, bust out the microphone, get the whole table set up, and go ahead and start recording For my new segment, The Midnight Drop. And basically, what The Midnight Drop is, is just getting a more better perspective of who I am as a person. And importantly, just reflecting on everything that's happened in my life throughout this past week and everything. You know, this idea really came in because I wanted to go ahead and provide a more chilled and, you know, a little bit more of like a reflective perspective on how, you know, life should be and how my life really is. And I thought it'd be nice to go ahead and share with you guys and bring this new segment in uh, while also bringing in new episodes on Tuesdays, which uh, I've been currently working on, which I'm really glad and excited to get you guys to listen everything for this upcoming week. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Hope you guys enjoyed all of this. And thanks so much for listening. Let's do it. get into the midnight drop and like i said this is just more of like a chilled approach of how i reflect into my week of my life and if i gotta go ahead and start off with something crazy uh let's start the week off like on monday man where actually let's start off on sunday on sunday where i had a job interview at kroger and it was like something that I was really excited about, but I end up having to quit my job the day that I started my job. That's got to be the most craziest thing you've ever heard. Other people, this may be something that's just be like, eh, hey, I've heard worse. But uh, let me go in and get into it, really, and this kind of starts off with the week. So yeah, on Sunday, like I said, uh, I got a job interview for Kroger over the phone, and and, you know, during these trying times for the pandemic, the economy has been really bad. Trying to get a job has been like, like almost like winning the lottery for some people. And for me as a college student, where I have much more free time, uh, getting a job for me is imperative because I still need money and I still need it for like, you know, not only my needs, but also my wants like video games, food, uh, clothes, all that stuff. Uh, and You know, I applied for a bunch of places. I applied for uh, Whole Foods, Publix, Kroger, a lot of the grocery store jobs because those are the only places that really need workers. And I got a call on Saturday uh, seeing if I would be okay with having an interview uh, that next day on Sunday around one o'clock. So I said, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. I go ahead next day. I get my interviews really straightforward. They tell me how much I'm getting paid. Tell me uh, the day, you know, which days I'm available to work. And I say, oh, I'm available these days. And after I get off the phone, I'm like real, real excited about how things are going to go down because I have been waiting nearly a month to get a job. I applied for everything. It was crazy. And you head into Monday the next day where I go back and I go inside uh, Kroger. And this was like literally uh, five minutes up the road from my house. So I was even happier that it was a job near so close to my house, just near my house. I was just really happy. And um, I get there, I sign some paperwork, uh, they tell me I get an email, I leave, I get the email, do all the other stuff I need to do for background checks, and then I get a call saying, hey, uh, would you be willing to come in tomorrow at 2.30 to work with us and, you know, sign some more papers? I was like, bet, I'll definitely be ready to do that. So I got, you know, my whole outfit ironed out. You know, I made sure I had, you know, my hair at least, you know, moisturized and brushed and all that. Because, I mean, the barbershop hasn't been open for a minute. So it's just like, <laughs> there's no way for me I can really get this done. And I just make it as clean as possible. Bruh, I almost made almost had my dad cut my hair. I almost had my dad cut my hair. But the last time he cut my hair, he almost pushed my hairline back. So I was like, hell no, I am not going to embarrass myself on the first day of my job. And definitely it would have been a problem because what I've noticed at that Kroger when I first walked in there, that a bunch of high school students worked there. So if you if if I would go in there as a grown man and they see me, the grown man uh, with a, a pushback hairline. Bro, it would have been a it would have been a motherfucking field day for those guys, bro. It would have been a field day for them high school students, bro. It would have been crazy, bro. So, you know, fast forward in to that to that whole Tuesday afternoon, I go into work, I sign some paperwork, but then he tells me that it's actually my day of my orientation. I was actually a little bit surprised. But I was like, whatever. At least I get paid for this day because it's technically my first day at work. So then I go in, you know, do all this other stuff. Uh, I meet my other coworkers. But remember, but remember what I said. I said I quit my job the same day that I started my job, and it all started because of the main reason. We're all the main reason uh, I've been trying to find a job because of COVID 19. And when I say that. I say that because, uh, man, I'll just say this: if you're go, if you're finding a job or if you're at a job, and you have coworkers or even managers, I'm talking about coworkers and managers. I'm not talking about customers. I'm talking about coworkers and managers. If you got those those groups of people, and they just cough, like they' about to die, all over you. Then you got you got to go. You you gotta go ahead and go, man. It's a, it's a big ass problem, cause with me, it it was one of those things that I got really mad about, and I was like, what? How is this even a thing? And I'll go ahead and explain it. So like, while I'm signing my paperwork, and then I'm si- I'm go ahead and doing some of the orientation orientation quizzes and stuff like that, cause you got to take the orientation quizzes. The manager that's working with me was coughing up so loud and it sounded so bad to where i stopped everything i did i pulled down my mask and i was like hey you good bro hey sir are you good and he was like i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good, I'm good bro. Sir, it was so bad man and what made it worse was that there were three other managers in that same room with me that were coughing that bad it was just that bad. It was like if I gotta, if I had to like summarize it or like make it to comparable to something, it was like being in a hot zone. It was like being in a hot zone in a war. It was like you thought everything was good, you were just creeping up in the bushes. It's like you in a jungle and everything. You in war. You kind of just like walking through gra- the jungle and stuff like that. You chilling, and then you think it's all good, and you give the sign, "Oh, it's all fine." And then you think of the cause. It's like it's like gunfire. It's like <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 ambush, ambush. They are coming us on all sides, bro. They are coming us on all sides. And it's just, it's just. I was just so caught off guard, and the big problem about it was that they didn't even have any of their masks on, man. And that's like a big thing when it comes to working, when it comes to just going around with your life. You have to have your mask on, and for my managers to explain to us in heavy detail how why we needed to have our mask and gloves on, and to not have their mask or gloves on, it was like the biggest WTF moment of not of my life, but at that of my week. So. I guess, I guess you can say after I, after I finished my orientation stuff and everybody left the room, I had went straight to the bathroom, washed my hands, told one of the other managers, cause there were like four different managers. Uh, I told one of the managers that are still there, Hey, I finished all my orientational stuff. Here you go. Um, I'm gonna clock out, leave. And I get back home, I got this stern grin in my face. And I'm just like, what What the fuck just happened, bro? Like, I don't even know what in the hell just happened. <laughs> my first day of job was just like a total uncomfortable situation. And I get to have dinner with my family. I tell my family what happened. They just all in shock. Because they're just like, how are you going to do all that? That same night. That same night I'm preparing my email uh, of the of to the manager, the the head manager of that of Kroger and telling him, uh, hey, thank you so much for letting me have this job and picking me as an applicant. I've been really humbled and grateful to have this opportunity, unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstances and and for some uh, terrible misfortunes in my life. I will be unable to work as a uh, checklist uh, worker at, at your uh, Kroger store. Uh, I'll be returning all my stuff the next day. Thank you so much. Uh, have a blessed day. And I, I get that whole email worked up. And I, I just called the people I knew. And I was just like, I'm going to quit my job. So that next morning, I send the email out. I call, I call up the Kroger. And one of the managers picked up and basically just told him what I said in the email, but it wasn't the manager that I emailed. It was like another sub manager. It was the manager that was actually coughing a whole lot, that that who made me want to quit my job, including all those other managers. So then, you know, I just told him what I said in the email, and he said, "Okay, return your shirt whenever you can." I was like, "All right, cool." I kid you not, ten minutes later. The head manager calls me and says, Jordan, why are you quitting as soon as you start your job? I don't understand. Like, you seem like a great employee we're going to have. And I said, well, due to some unforeseen circumstances, uh, it's out of my hands. That's all I can say. It's out of my hands. I wish I could do something, but it's out of my hands. And he said, could you please explain to me why you're quitting? And I wanted to go ahead and explain why I would quit my job, why I would quit as soon as I started. In my mind, you know how every time you want to explain something the way you wanted to explain it, but it may be too explicit. It may be too explicit and you might you might get in more trouble than you needed. Even if you get you quit from a job or you fire from it and you actually don't care, you still like wanna say it but you can't. Cause other people may be listening. They may know they may know somebody you you, you you may know and you don't wanna be in that that cluster fudge, man. You don't wanna be in that situation. So I just told him the same thing in my email. I said, It's out of my hands. And you you can get like this whole sad expression. This whole sad expression from his face. Just from his tone of voice and it's just like, damn, okay. That's damn I I don't wanna be mean, but I mean I can't be out here catching cases bro i can't be out here catching cases i can't be a statistic man i can't i can't i just can't so right now your boy is applying for jobs and you know it sucks because like when you've been applying for so many jobs and you finally get one then you realize "Ah, i can't go over there i'm gonna die it's just it just really sucks man (laughs) it really sucks but thankfully you know uh I guess one of the highlights of my week was that I was able to finish my science. Uh, well, more or less my scientific research project that I had started all the way back in uh, October that I had been waiting to get done for a minute. I had been waiting to get done for so long. And, you know, if you uh, for any of my bio majors, for any of my people who are into to research, to anybody who's a pre pre-med, you know that uh we're always told to do some sort of research uh while we're in college while we're in uh in our medical school anywhere anywhere so it can help us boost our resume stuff for me as an undergrad it's really important because you want to get a sense of being in a laboratory setting know how to use laboratory tools all that stuff and you want to also have research uh research techniques and qualities as well so for me this research project i was doing not only did it help me, but it was it was seemed to be like easy padding because, you know, the summer before the summer before my junior year, I went to University of Washington, uh in Seattle, where I did research uh, in topics around cell biology. And in this research project it was mostly uh, part it was mostly around cardiovascular disease and I was partnered with the American Heart Association. And if you don't know the specifics of it, it's basically called the American Heart Association's uh, HBCU Research Scholars Program, where, you know, they get a bunch of people from different HBCUs, uh, ones from Morehouse, Spellman, Clark. Uh, they can go as low as the Stillman, Tougaloo, uh, and go as high as schools I've just named and also North Carolina and t and Howard. And I was picked by my undergraduate research uh, perf- well, director, where I was very thankful and grateful to get this opportunity because, you know, not only was I getting extra money in my pockets because I I needed the money, but it was also because, you know, I was actually going to do research that I, you know, I thought it was going to be meaningful for my community. So the reason why I bring it up is because this is a research that I've been, again, I've been doing since October, something that I have worked towards all the way up until now. And when I tell you working a couple of months with this project was crazy, bro, as soon as school had ended and we switched to online learning, it got 10 times harder. It was hard to communicate with people. It was hard to talk, you know, really communicate with my professors, the research professors, everybody, and it was hard to really like have the motivation to to work and to do the experiments because the experiments and the research that I wasn't doing wasn't as groundbreaking or had that many breakthroughs like you would think. And that's something I want to really bring up for anybody that does anything in their life in high school or in college or just in any beginner level of their careers. Whatever you do in the beginning is not going to be as amazing as you think. I mean, some people think that when they go into like an internship and it has like a flashy name, you really like it doesn't say the name doesn't say everything you know just because you're researching cardiovascular disease doesn't mean you're gonna be working with patients doesn't mean you're gonna be like going crazy like you're gonna be like dr juggle mr high you're not gonna be doing a lot of that stuff like that no no high level stuff whenever you're going into like a business firm you're not gonna be like taking clients and making big money like you're just gonna be maybe on the fax machine maybe learning some stuff maybe sending some stuff maybe getting some food or some coffee for co-workers um i guess you could say in a different example when i guess when you have like that one crazy assignment you think it's going to be a a really nice assignment or you think you're going to go out and go crazy at the world but really it's just a boring assignment that they just make you do and they just spazz it up they just flashy it up because they want to make it exciting for you so never get too excited for the things that you're going to do in the beginning now once you get into your career you're going to do some really cool things but like right now it's just like the basics nothing too crazy you know you you can't handle everything in the world really but for this experiment really like i said i I came into it thinking that i was going to do something great i was going to do something crazy in reality i was just going to annotate and do some note taking with some audio files and do all this other stuff with um people in the the african-american community and atlanta specifically the west end area and just talk about what would they like to see in a app that garnered around cardiovascular health and uh i guess factoring in cardiovascular disease factors and even though it wasn't as flashy and it wasn't as amazing as you would think it was still rather interesting for me and actually like the note-taking and all of the research into it was actually a little bit harder than i suspected because i was actually trying to learn how to code at that time and i was actually making a a goddamn app for the research and i'm not saying it was bad i wasn't saying it was bad or nothing it was still great it was still fine it was just harder but like going into this whole research project uh going to like the whole quarantine and everything this research project got harder it got hard to communicate and like this past thursday i was able to finish that so i mean knowing that the day after i quit my job the same time that i had started my job i quit it then the next day i finished my research project knowing that i'm going to be able to get a st- my stipend and also get recognized for my project. That was the most important thing. That's the most important getting recognized for it. I was just extremely happy. I was just extremely, extremely happy. And you know, those are one of my goals, just to finish that project up. And I guess with that, I mean, like I said, I could be I couldn't be much more happier. That's how I got things done, man just really great so after those two big things of my week went off i mean what else can i really say all i else i everything else i did for this entire week was the same old same old that i usually do since this quarantine started i did my five miles of my walking slash jogging worked out in my my garage did what i had to do uh home workout life get right with you and I started really like just staying out on my porch chilling, listening to some good music, and just you know, just relating back to my life, how everything's just going. And I think one of the things that I really thought about heavily uh was just the impact that this whole just the impact of what the impact of this whole situation has on everything, especially uh just my life in general and just also in other people's lives especially for ones just in my age and i'll go get in more into it so when i say like impact i'm talking about like how a lot of people's plans have been kind of put on hold or have to be forced to be altered because this whole pandemic has really changed the ways of how we're trying to navigate to our career path You know, for college students, the biggest thing for us is that as soon as we heard this was going on, was that how our class is going to be handled? Are we still going to be safe? And are we going to get our refund? And you know, right now it's May. It's May. You know, technically it's May third right now. And so far, I know a bunch of schools were able to give their students refunds, uh, in any types of way possible. We've been able to do online classes. And I guess the big thing now that's coming up is for the seniors who have who are about to graduate they're going to do virtual graduations or some schools aren't just going to do any graduations i know for my school they moved the commencement the commencement to to december and they they already got some people trying to do a virtual uh commencement so that's going to be a little interesting but i just mean like damn man i am so I am, I, I am lucky to at least not be a senior. Not saying, like, you got like, I'm happy and I'm like, I'm not happy. And I'm not happy for the seniors either. Because the fact, the, the thought of not being able to graduate. The thought of, of not being able to graduate the way you wanted to. Having to do that virtually. Like, even though you're trying to salvage everything positive about this whole situation. Which is good. Try to keep hope alive and positivity alive too and try to do everything you can to make the best of it but still the fact that like think about you worked four years for your entire college career four four hardest years of your life for, for a lot of people and then a whole virus comes in and then it forces you to not even do a regular graduation like you've been working towards it's like freshman year you were told like once you crop like once you work this hard for four years, you'll be able to rock across that stage. People your parents are gonna cry for you. You know, people are gonna be super proud of you. And at Morehouse is a big thing. The AUC it's a big big thing. And for all those seniors they gotta do like a virtual graduation or get their graduation moved to another date. That's just crazy. I'm just it just baffles me, man. And you know, not only that, I start also thinking about the people, you know, juniors sophomores and freshmen and i just think if this thing continues to keep going into next semester and we're forced to do online classes again a lot of people aren't going to come back to school and that's the scary part because i mean school we all know this school is expensive as hell we all know this uh for for some people getting into school is a luxury because a lot of people don't even have the funds to, to keep going to school so you know that's where loans and the, 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 the tumultuous effort to get scholarships is a is a crazy thing it's a it's a common thing for college students and the fact that we're going to go to online classes and we're paying money just to just to see a, a professor through a virtual office teach us and it's not the best way of learning that's just some people, don't feel, people, some people just feel like, you know, right now, that's not even, like, the best thing to do. That's not the best way to put, that's not the best investment of their money into it. And it's just, I can't help but agree with that. Because, I mean, think about it. It's just, <sighs> online classes are fine. It's just, but they're not the best way of, like, learning. I mean if you're trying to become a doctor, if you're trying to become a lawyer, you want to have that person-to-person interaction experience. You don't want to just learn from a computer because if you're going to do that, you might as well just go to YouTube, bust out a top tier like biochem or like law, or like political science professor teaching you through YouTube classes and then you good to go. You you get all of your college college education done. Uh, At the low, low price of $3.99, man, that's just that's just how it is. And, you know, to to succumb to online learning, it's not the worst thing possible. The worst thing possible is that we wouldn't be able to learn at all. But it's just the fact that you paying all of this money just to learn uh, through Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Blackboard. It just really just puts a dampers on things and it's just like why do i spend my money now if i'm not getting the full college experience and the thing that worries a lot of people is that are they still going to be able to have to pay not only tuition and classes but also the fees uh room and board and all that stuff because some schools will go ahead and say hey you may never know when this might end so go ahead and put that money in so we can be good and that's the thing that just really scares uh not only a lot of college students but me as well because you know Uh, I know I'm going to finish up my whole college, my whole college career and go into med school. But this is, you know, man, cash doesn't flow. Catching. I don't have cash like that, man. Man, I, I ain't got it like that, bro. I can't I can't do all that, man. So that's just something I really thought about uh in terms of just you know philosophically just everything going on but i mean really um that's just a big thing i've really had but um you know a running thing that's really hap a a running situation i guess like a, a common occurrence that happens to me in my life is uh the fact that i spend almost every day playing video games I know that may not seem super exciting to y'all, but it leads into this whole thing about myself that I have been doing for ever since the end of my sophomore year. And for this whole quarantine, I knew that quarantine wasn't, wasn't going to be so bad because not only did I have my PlayStation 4 and not only did I have a TV to plug it in, uh, I had my original Xbox, my Nintendo GameCube my say, my Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or the SNES, <laughs> um, my PlayStation 3, my PlayStation 2, and I guess also my my NES as well. So the reason why I've had all that stuff, and for those don't who don't know what they are, a lot of those are retro game consoles. Um, the reason why I, I, I named all that stuff and have all that stuff is because ever since the end of my sophomore year, I had ever since the end of my sophomore year, I had a uh, you know, I had a I started doing like a retro game collection where I started picking up like these old school video game consoles and video games. Uh, that are not only back from my childhood, but way before my childhood too. And the reason I did that was because now, hey, I knew that in, I had told my friends in any crazy situation if, if I had to be stuck in a house. No matter what, no, ba- no matter the severity of a situation, at least I was gonna have all of these games with me. And now we in a, in a really bad situation, but at least I have my games with me. <laughs> but B, um, I started really having this thought where I started to to really uh, collect old school video games because. You know, for a biology major, for a guy who runs through all these different extracurriculars, who has all these different responsibilities, you feel as if that you don't have time for yourself to really do the things that are that are that make you kind of like happy or de-stress. So one of the things that make me de-stress besides, you know, working out, talking to friends um, and really, you know, playing, you know, doing all the other stuff was playing video games. But I thought I'd take it up a notch and I was like, well, you know what? Why not I make this kind of like a hobby and also kind of like a thing that stands me out from the crowd? none to gain, like, popularity or attention, none like that. Just something that, like, it, it, it'd be a cool thing to see when you walk through my, my room and everything. So, by the end of my sophomore year, I started collecting video games, and it started with my PlayStation 2. Uh, and then later on, I got to PlayStation 3. Uh where it became backwards compatible so like if you don't know what that is backwards compatible is basically where you get to play like your old school games like playstation 1 all the way up to playstation 2 and playstation 3 so i had that little cool thing right beside me and i picked up my gamecube uh i thought i had my old gamecube when i was a kid because i used to play the hell out of that thing man and i ended up realizing i sold it at a garage sale which sucked so i bought a new one. And got some more games with it Then got an original Xbox. Ended up getting uh, like these really mini versions of like a SNES and an NES, which are kind of like revamped versions of the old systems that used to be. Except this time I get to hack into it and put in every sort of game inside of it. So now I have all the NES and all the SNES games in there. And then I have my trusty old PlayStation 4 that I've had since my freshman year of college had all my games there and then after that just collected all the video games I could and I guess um, one of the things I love from this is that not only do I have tons and tons of games that I can just plug in and play and have a good time but also just for the fact that you know people come into my dorm they see that I got this really old game that hits nostalgia road for them and we just play for hours and one of those games is like mario kart and super mario sunshine and also some anime games that i have and a lot of people just have fun with it i remember i used to go to parties have all of these great times with people and i would bring out my my game systems wherever i go and people would just be like dude you got that GameCube? yeah i got that game bro and i just had tons and tons of fun Bro, it was like tons and tons of fun. Now it does it. it, it did. You know, I think it's the only problem. It got the only time it got bad was when I brought my GameCube to a person's house. Had a really big ass TV, and all these girls started trying to play the GameCube with me, and they didn't even know what a GameCube was, and they thought it was a Wii. And I swear to God, they started trying to move the controller side to side to play Mario Kart. And I had never seen. A person. Just be that bad at Mario Kart. I'm going to just be honest with you. I've never seen someone that bad. I've never seen one so bad. Never. And that led to a rule of mine. I'm going to find someone to date. Who can play Mario Kart just as good as me. And if you can't play Mario Kart as good as me. Then nigga I don't want you. I don't want you at all. At all. And that. And that you know thank god like the journey into that hasn't been very good well i mean it's been all right but i mean like in in the past when i after i created that rule it did not turn out well because i've come up with a lot of bad choices but i mean yeah i mean it is what it is but yeah that's where like the whole video game come up, came in so during this whole quarantine i've been playing nothing nothing but just old school video games and having a Blast! But I do hop on the PlayStation, and uh, be a great, great time. But yeah, just uh, playing games and all that. So I mean, if I had to really take anything else from this whole week, uh, it's just besides me starting and quitting my job at the same time, uh, getting done with a research project, uh, thinking about all the games I played, and also talking about you know how this whole thing is affecting college. I think the last thing to really talk about is just the whole podcast, man. And, you know, I guess I'll go into it. I won't go too much into it because I don't want to bring in too much time. I'm kind of running out of time. But uh, the whole podcast, is it's going off perfectly for me. You know, as you guys, as my audience, I'm just happy that you guys get to listen. And for some of you guys, give me feedback on how to be better as a public speaker and just as a guy who runs a podcast who runs a business and like I've said before in my thank you shout out video this is something that I've been trying to do since my junior year of high school and the fact that I get to see my podcast on these different platforms like Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Anchor I've just I'm no, it's nothing short of just being blessed and you know it, it's I'm just happy. I'm just happy to have this podcast and just say what I want to say. Not not everything, but you know, just say, get my thoughts out there and create discussions, man. I'm just really happy about that. It's really good to just open up my phone, go to Spotify, and you just get to see your name on a piece of on a piece of entertainment that you created by yourself. Now granted I got a long time coming before this becomes what i also want to be but the fact that i got this off the air and up and running it's just amazing to me and i'm just blessed i'm blessed i thank god for everything i'm just i'm just happy for all this stuff and uh yeah man i mean the whole process possible finish Just we're three episodes in i guess four episodes now with this coming in and got a new one coming in next tuesday and you know The only thing I really would say from like what I can take away from this is just perseverance. Uh, and that just comes in the road ahead. Things are not going to get really easy when they first start off. Things are going to get really hard. I'm sure a lot of you guys know by this. And that's why I'll just kind of say simply as this, summarize it. As long as you keep going and you keep doing what you got to do and keep being consistent, good things are going to come with you good things are going to come to you uh, at the time you really need them or sometimes at times you really don't even expect it and that's just one of the things that I keep playing on my, that I keep going through uh, in my mind when it comes to this podcast because you know really I could end up having like zero people listen to this and in reality I'm just blessed to even have this on there where thousands of other people keep talking about man i really want this to be on here man like really like take don't take everything for granted and don't take everything as like the worst thing when it doesn't go your way just be happy and make the best out of it and that's what i'm really doing with this podcast man so and with that it kind of ends with everything uh thank you guys so much for listening to the midnight drop um you know this is kind of like a new segment for me now a new experiment with this whole podcast. But don't worry, we got a new episode coming in next uh this upcoming Tuesday, 12 o'clock sharp. I can't wait to have this discussion with you guys. And next week's midnight drops will come in next Saturday, 12 midnight. Uh Nashville time was around, you know, Easter time. So yeah. <laughs> Damn, my time zone's fucking off. But yeah, let's go ahead. Uh you guys go ahead, stay blessed, stay safe, stay you. Go ahead and see you guys Tuesday. I'll go ahead and see you guys for Midnight Drop next Saturday. Peace.